0: Hi everyone, Charlotte here from Enriching Environments. Good evening and welcome to Top Tip Tuesday. On Tuesday the 22nd of June here in Dubai, I'm going to give everyone a few moments to come on. Hello, good evening, good evening. Hi to everyone joining. Let's just wait for more people to come on hello let's give some waves and then we're going to talk about this evenings topic which is uh, about offering choices to young children and why offering choices is so powerful how we can do it and why it's such an essential part of montessori parenting and before we dive in i just want to remind everyone about my podcast the montessori mission launched last thursday and Last Thursday, um, our first guest for episode one of the Montessori Mission was Jean-Marie Penel, who is a parenting mentor um, over in California, in the States, and she has been working with young children as a Montessorian for 25 years, so she's got a huge breadth of experience um, and uh, some really interesting stories, and the Montessori Mission podcast, the um the the unique thing about the podcast is that i'm asking 10 the same 10 questions to 10 montessorians um to get 10 different perspectives from 10 communities all around the world so Jean-Marie was my first guest next i have um axeta from um manvi and me joining me she is um Especially she's at the beginning of her Montessori journey with her 20-month-old daughter and her speciality is um, Entwining Indian culture with Montessori and how that works, and that's how she supports parents in um, her community and Then after that, hi there after that we have um, Nusaiba from Rumi Montessori in Malaysia She um, is offering pioneering Islamic education with um, Montessori in over there in Malaysia and um, she's a lifelong Montessori and she was a Montessori child and then has educated her 17 year old son all the way through in the Montessori style and they are and now he's homeschooling himself age 17 following the Montessori method so um, there's some really interesting people coming on my podcast and now let's turn to this evening's topic: offering choices to young children. Why we offer them? Why it's so important, and why it's such a big part of Montessori parenting to empower our children in this way. So, I have five things I'd like to cover in this evening's live about offering choices to young children. Um, the first, um, first thing to say is that Montessori is a way of life. It's not just an education system. And although we have lots of beautiful accounts on Instagram showing lots of amazing different activities that parents set up and um, in tidy homes and um, homes that all look the same, that's really not the... um, image the true heart and the true roots of Montessori you can be a Montessori parent with all the equipment and you can be a Montessori parent without all the equipment Montessori is a way of life it's the respect that you show to your children to your partner to the other people in your household to your community to everyone and it's the way that you interact with the world. The big part of Montessori education, the massive, the only part of Montessori education if you remember nothing else from this evening, is to know that Montessori um, is focused on the interdependence of all life on earth and this really comes into play um, in the Montessori classroom. However, in when we understand the interdependence of all life on earth that's when we high act in Memphis that's when we understand that we um, treat others with respect we don't do anything to harm others we don't do anything to harm ourselves and we don't do anything to harm our environment that is the true spirit of Montessori in um, if we were to talk about yoga philosophy that um, Buddhist philosophy that would be ahimsa which is um, uh, non-harm to anything or anyone else. So Montessori is a way of life that um, demonstrates respect to the youngest of children, to a baby, to an infant, the The highest of respect to children from the earliest days and weeks and months. And that's what Montessori is. And so offering choices is just one small part of Montessori parenting. But what I wanted to begin by saying is that you do not have to be a Montessori educator, you don't have to be any type of educator to be a Montessori parent, and you don't need for your home to look in a particular way because that's what other people are doing. It is a simple and ordered and accessible way of arranging your home, but um, it's not going to be tidy, it's not going to be neat, it doesn't need to be um, um, with all fancy materials, and if you've got the means to buy the materials, then buy the materials. But if you don't, then don't think you you can't do Montessori, if you see what I mean. It's really, really the way that we carry ourselves. It's the way that we um hold ourselves accountable to our children, really. That's what is really, really powerful. And mm, hi, Batum. Um, so, offering choices. This is really, really powerful. Five points for this evening. So, the first reason that we offer choices to our young children is that they can't choose for themselves. They, um, their brain isn't at um, a developmental stage where they can make the right choices for themselves. So, we make it easy. We make it really easy and we make it simple. Um, And we appeal to um, and we work with where their brain development is by offering them a simple choice between two things. Um, If uh, their brain development isn't sufficiently um, at the place where they can make the right choices, the positive choices, the choices that are best for them or the healthiest choices, um, if they had a choice, uh, if they had free choice, then most young children would... um, say up till midnight in the ice cream the whole time. And of course, that's not the most beneficial thing for them. So what our role is, is to offer them choices of things that they can do rather than telling them the whole time what they can't do. So if, an example of food, you know, they wanted to eat an inappropriate food, instead of having an inappropriate food even on their agenda, you could offer um, a choice of two different fruit or two different snacks or what have you. So we're offering a choice to... Um, give them power, give them a little bit of power, let them feel that they're in control of their world because, of course, as they're little people, there's a lot of things that they can't be in control of because they don't have the skills yet, they don't have the brain development yet, and they don't have a, a means to get from A to B, so they have to fit in with our lives. So what what we want to do is, in the small ways that we can, offer them choices and their, their opportunity for... Um, autonomy in these choices, which helps to give them a bit more power in their world, a bit more um, sense that they can contribute to their world, to their community. And this is really, really powerful. And I'll tell you why in the second point. It's also really important to know that when we offer a choice, it's a choice of two things. Um, we want to, and um, I explain this in a moment. We want to avoid closed questions because closed questions um, means they can suggest that that they have a choice that they don't have. You see what I mean? We have to offer two safe choices that they can't fail in. Choices that we agree. We decide what the choices are, but they have the freedom to choose within the two choices. So this is the ultimate example of freedom within boundaries, which is one of the foundations of Montessori philosophy. So we choose what's acceptable and then they choose between those two. And this is also worth noting, this is a handful of choices for a small child every day. It's not a choice on every single thing because they're going to get choice fatigue and um, it's not actually empowering if we're making them do it the whole time. Just a handful of choices every day. And just to give you an example, Um, so they don't want to get dressed and the choice isn't between whether they get dressed or not. You become the choices. Shall we put your, would you like to put your shorts on first or your t-shirt on first? Or would you like to wear the red t-shirt or the blue t-shirt? Those are the choices. So the debate whether or not they're going to get dressed is not even there. We're not putting it in their mind. We're giving them this affirmative choice what would you like to put on first, your shorts, your t-shirt. And that really helps to um, ease the flow and reduce a lot of the power struggles. Of course, it's not going to reduce everything because this is the nature of brain development, particularly in the toddler years, but it really can ease a lot of those power struggles. So, um, uh, point two, um, which is really, really important about establishing choices. So, what we can understand is that young children um do not have uh are just establishing, sorry, their ego and their will, and this is a good thing. So this is a stage of development where they are they realize they're a separate person. That's from the age of nine months, they know they're a separate person, and um they are just starting to realise that they, hi Diane. That they, um, that what other people want isn't what they want necessarily, and they're starting to realise that they have a choice in this. So, they think before because they're part of us that everyone thinks the same as them, and this um really important stage of development it happens around the age of two. It's called in child development terms a crisis of opposition, and this is why they will say no a lot during this stage. And um, in one of the Montessori books um, uh, that I did on my course, uh, the lecturer talks about the little girl who was um, screaming, yeah, uh, screamed and screamed and screamed that she wanted ice cream. And then when her mother gave it to her, was screaming, no, 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 even though she wanted the ice cream, just because in the crisis of opposition, anything that a, that, uh, a parent uh, suggests is... That The answer is immediately a no because that's where they need to be. That's what they're pushing and they need to push against the whole time. So um, offering choices is really, really important in this day. The development of the ego, development of the will. It's a good thing that they are becoming strong-willed. It's a good thing that they are establishing what's right for them and what's not right for them. What they want to do and what they don't want to do. Of course, we can't give them... Um, complete control over their world. It's not possible for us to give them all the independence they want, all the autonomy that they want, all the things that they want, all the ice cream that they want, all the chocolate they want, all of those things. But giving them simple a handful of simple choices every day um, and setting up our home in a way that facilitates these choices. This can ease so many of these power struggles. It can really help like our day flow a little bit easier because... Um, When we offer choices about, um, I don't know, say at mealtime, would you like your cheese first or your fruit first, for example, or whatever it is, and you can just use what's ever applicable in your situation, they get used to this way of us asking uh, their opinion, they get used to us um, offering choices in this way, so it becomes second nature, it becomes part of the rhythm of their day. And then again, that appeals to their sense of order. So it's all building on these layers. The things that we know already. Children need predictability and consistency and rhythm. All um, children, and particularly young children, the sense of order is very, very acute in the early years. So if we get into this habit, you know, our environment um, and the way we run, we lead our lives offers these simple choices, you know, regularly throughout the day. Then it becomes part of how we do things they get used to it and it becomes part of their rhythm and that adds to their sense of safety and security so it all adds on top of each other if you know what i mean so that was number two it's um giving a choice can help reduce those power struggles the crisis of opposition when they shout no all the time to any request even if they want to do it that is normal it's a normal stage of development and offering choices can reduce some of those um those instances but um, the main thing about the crisis of opposition is that they are pushing against us unconsciously because they need to, because they're developing the will, as they say. So let's give them opportunities to problem solve, to empower themselves, to um, to grow this self-esteem so that they they get to know what's right for them, they get to know their preferences, they get to know their bodies or they know what feels right in their bodies now this is their time to to verbalize it to express it they feel seen and heard everyone feels seen and heard when we ask for our preference for ask for what we really really want so um it's really that's another really powerful reason for offering choices i'm just going to take a sip of tea another great reason for offering choices to young children particularly in those toddler years that can be um, impulsive and um, because they've got so much going on, their their freedom of movement, they're moving really quickly, they're doing all sorts of things all of the time. They're in this and that, they're darting for activity for activity, all completely normal. But what offering a simple choice can do is just slow things down a bit, slow things down so they um, can be more mindful um, in their movements so if they're slowing things down then they can pour the water a little bit more carefully or they can um eat a little bit more slowly all of these things we don't want them we don't want to be correcting them the whole time and telling them to slow down or don't do this or don't do that but by offering a simple choice it naturally um helps them get into that sort of slower pace of life and that getting used to thinking about what they're doing before they do it um, it's uh, It has other offering choices, has other, you know, incalculable benefits in terms of growing their self-esteem. They're a valuable member of the community. They get to see and feel and know at their core that their opinion matters, their voice matters, what they want matters, their preferences matter. All of these things, they are an intrinsic member of this community, of this family community and what they have to say is important you know this um, as I say it's incalculable uh, incalculable <laughs> I can't say the word it, um, in terms of its value um, to uh, offer them choices in this way they get to decide whether they eat their cheese or their fruit first that may seem really silly and tiny um, whether they put their shorts on first or they put their t-shirt on first or which shoe they put on their feet first but To a little person who has not much control over their world, because they're little, this choice just builds their um, sense of self-esteem, their empowerment. It shows that we trust them to make the decisions that are right for them. Um, And that's a really powerful message that we can transmit as parents, um, that we trust our children. We trust them. We trust that they know their bodies. We trust that they know their preferences. So... um, the uh, sense of trust that builds between parent and child, offering choices, that sense of empowerment within within the child, that invaluable sense of um, self trust and self knowledge that they're feeling that they're being um, seen and heard, that they are fully involved in community and family life, that their voice matters, their opinion matters, their needs matter in family life. That's hugely powerful for them. Um, the fourth thing. I wanted to say about offering choices and why it's so powerful is it's the beginnings of problem solving um the problem solving and reasoning part of the brain the prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed until age 24 but we can start this process in the early years by offering choices it's really really simple they as I said in the previous point, get to know what works for them and what doesn't work for them, what's best for them, their preferences. This is the beginning of problem solving and then when they get into um, the six to nine age group where they're doing a lot more collaborative work with friends and they're finding their place within their peer group and then their place within the community, if they can state their preferences, if they're given this chance to practice choices from a young age then when they're in that six to nine age group and they're making friends and they're trying to find their identity within their peer group it's going to make it a lot easier for them because they are able to say well I like this or I don't like that if we give them these choices in the early years so again as I said earlier it's all this sort of intricate web that we're building for our children we can't see it when we're in it that is for sure and and um I I see that so clearly with my daughter Olivia you know she's six and a half now and I'm only just starting to see a lot of the results of all the foundations I laid in the, in the early years so it's really really interesting but when we're in the I don't know toddler stage for example or baby stage or even four-year-old stage it can seem that um, this idea of a child being able to um, develop agency and self-direction just from offering them some choices. It can seem a bit far-fetched, you know, when we're still having battles about what they're going to eat or what they're going to wear. It can seem a bit far-fetched that uh, offering a simple choice is going to empower them in four years' time, but it really, really does. And I'm really seeing that now with Olivia, and it's incredible to see that, that. um uh, process that she's going through from a very, very reserved child until the age of four and how she's just blossoming, unfolding. And as a six and a half year old, is really feisty, really, really happy to stand up for what's right, really a loud voice in her community, in her school community. Um, So hang on in there. If you're in the early years and um, it seems like offering a choice is difficult or a bother or makes things take longer... Just know that in the later years you're gonna see you're gonna see the benefits, and they're really really beautiful benefits, I promise you. Um and so oh point five actually was what I was gonna give the examples, but I think I've already done that. But let's recap on those. So um you can offer a choice of um would you have to put your shorts on or your t-shirt on first, one of those two. Or at mealtime, would you like your cheese first or your fruit first? Or are you going to um, eat your lunch with a spoon or a fork? Not that it matters that they use cutlery, but if, for example, I don't know, they were resisting some area of the meal, instead of discussing whether or not they're going to eat, you can suggest you can give a choice between the cutlery they're going to use. Do you know I mean, or would you like to use your hands? You know, it's just this way of navigating so that things don't, not that everything is a battle of wills. And actually you can use choices um, in a situation where you really have to do something, where they don't have, um, there isn't the option. Obviously having a meal or not, they can choose not to. But if for example you need to leave and you need them to climb into their car seat for safety, you, they need to get into the car seat for safety, what you could say is, would you like to climb into your car seat or, or shall I lift you in? you know that's a really good example of a of a way where they have to we have to move them forward but offering a choice how to get how they'd like to get into their car seat that is um that's what's uh, that can be the thing that moves put through that power struggle and then if you are going to pick them up then you pick them up and snuggle them or they are going to climb in you chase them in like a tiger or something like that so it brings that um sense of connectivity and closeness to them while um you're actually laying a boundary you're 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 saying you need to sit in your car seat for your safety but you don't need to do that we don't need to do that in a big scary way we can um give them a choice of how they're going to climb in and then when they made that choice um we can snuggle them or tickle them or connect with them in a physical way so that um we keep that really really strong bond with them and so that if there is that resistance there, that resistance can melt away a bit as well. So what would I like to say to recap? Um, I think that's everything. So the five things that I wanted to say about why offering choices is so powerful. Um, number one, uh, children need us to offer simple choices because they can't decide everything that they need to do or have to do or want to do. Um if they uh, had a choice over everything, then they would stay up till midnight and eat ice cream all day and night, wouldn't they? So much better, much safer for them and for us to just have a handful of simple choices every day um, To because their brain can't cope with them leading their lives. They give the impression because they're shouting me and mine and me do it and um and and know a lot they give the impression that they can handle a lot more than than they actually can so offering these simple choices allows Mm -hmm. us to keep that beautiful fluid um that fluid I don't want to say structure, structure sounds too rigid, that fluid flow, fluid flow, that sounds a bit funny, that flow through the day, you know, that rhythm of the day. All children need consistency, predictability and rhythm. And by offering choices, this is part, um, (laughs) this is part uh, for young children, this is part of offering the consistency and predictability and rhythm. We can um, offer these choices to... Maintain that they get used to expecting a choice. They get used to the consistency. Hi, can they get used to the consistency of receiving a choice in um, in what they're going to move through next. So it's all part of helping them feel safe and secure and um, And uh, And really where they're in a place where they're going to be um, Nurtured and they're going to be um we're going to support them in their choices and trust them in their choices. So the second thing to know about why offering choices is so powerful is um, little children, particularly toddlers, they're establishing their will and their ego in that uh, um, in this time. The first nine months, they don't realise they're a separate person. Then the stage after that, um, and when you get into toddlerhood, they start to realise that not everyone around them wants the same as them. So they start to test this unconsciously and assert their will. It's called the crisis of opposition and it's really, really important that we understand this, that our child is not saying no in this stage. They are saying, I am a separate person. And so they, even if they want to say yes, even if they want the thing that you're offering, very often they will just say no, 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 no to everything. So this can limit some of those power struggles this can enable again that flow um by offering simple choices the choice isn't um are you going to get dressed or shall we get dressed the choice is shall we put your t-shirt or your or your shorts on first would you like to put this shoe on first or this shoe on first your left shoe or your right shoe first would you at meal times would you like your cheese first or your fruit first it's all safe choices. It's not a really important life or death situation. It's an, an open question, not a closed question. And we decide what the choices are. They can't decide, and we have to... um what's the word, lose any, uh, we have to get rid of any expectation of how they're going to answer. We've got to be okay with both of the choices that we offer. We can't want them, we can't offer two choices and want them to choose a certain thing, if you know what I mean. We've got to let go of all expectation and all attachment as to what they're going to choose. Um, so the third thing is that um, offering choices slows things down. Toddlers particularly, they're 100 miles an hour doing this and doing that. It slows it down a little bit without saying slow down or be careful or be gentle or all these other things that we say the whole time to children. Um, It gets them involved. It helps them feel on a really deep cellular level. They're an integral and a valued member of the community. It helps with self-esteem. It helps with self-confidence. It helps them to feel seen and heard. Even if they don't understand um, all of the language, all of the context, what they will understand is the energy of them being respected. They will get to know in a very powerful way. They are seen and they are heard, their voice matters, their opinion matters and their preferences matter. So simple choices um, can offer all of these invaluable benefits. Um, The fourth uh, thing we covered, point we covered, was that um, this is the beginning of problem solving. Problem solving um, and reasoning develops from the prefrontal cortex and that continues developing until the age of 24. So when you've got a young child, you can start this, you can go into this in the very early stages in s- helping them identify what's right for their body, what do they want, what do they not, what do they like, what do they not like. Just offering choices in their in their clothing or what they're going to eat. Um, from a choice of two, as I said before, always from a choice of two. And for their clothing, set it up in a low wardrobe. Just two shorts, two t-shirts, two pairs of socks, two pairs of undies, or whatever whatever the outfit is, two dresses, two skirts, just two of everything. And then they can go to their wardrobe and choose what they want themselves. That's a really powerful choice offered by the environment. Um, and yeah, the last thing was examples. So we've covered those, you know, fruit, clothes, set up the environment, um, When you set up toys, only set up a few toys on their shelves or in a basket or however you're doing it. They can't cope with a huge choice of lots and lots of things. They can only actually see a couple of choices. They can't choose from a choice of 10 toys. It just becomes a big mess and is really confusing for them. It's like us and our Tupperware cupboard. If our Tupperware cupboard isn't organised, it's just a big mess and we can't see you know, the bottoms and the lids. The same as for a child if we're offering them too much. So it's got to be a choice of two, really simple choices. So thank you so much for joining me this evening. Um, and I hope you enjoyed that little chat about choices and why it's so important for young children. If you'd like to go deeper into this, on my um, I've got a workshop on Montessori discipline, boundaries, choices, connection, all of those things. That workshop is coming up this Friday. 11am um, gulf standard time you can click the link in my bio to book that you can pay um, online to book for that 90 minute online workshop on montessori disciplined how to discipline the montessori way with respect and with connection and with a lot a lot of love um so you can join that uh, i'd like to invite you to watch my podcast series the montessori mission Thank you so much, Candice. Started that podcast. Episode 1 was released last Thursday. That's on my feed. I'm going to be asking 10 questions to 10 Montessorians to have 10 perspectives from 10 communities. Episode 1 was last Thursday. And then next Thursday, a week on Thursday, I'm going to have episode 2 coming out. So keep an eye on that. um, And I'll do a countdown on that closer to the time as well. So you can can, uh, keep that in the back of your mind too. So... Um, what else do I have for you? Um, that's everything, I think. Thank you so much for joining me. And, um, click the link in bio for, to go to my shop, and then everything that I'm doing is on there at the moment. And if you have any questions for Top Tip Tuesday, don't hesitate to DM me. Just send them in, and I'll speak to you all soon. Thanks so much for joining me, and have a beautiful evening. Bye-bye. Oh, look, Wiggly's wigglies come in in the last moment. Bye-bye.